For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created, the simple and effective way to lose weight. So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. It's Monday the 17th of July. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. Shad Wiki here and look who has come rolling polling in. <laughs> after his 50th birthday, well, how long have you been away for? A month? I've been away for... Uh, Travelling yeah, around? three and a half weeks, mate. It was uh, a bit of a trip of a lifetime, actually. It was for my, for my 50th. Actually, my birthday is actually not to August the 8th, so anyone wants to send me a present. <laughs> but, um, wow. but it was, uh, yeah, it's way with the family. My brothers, we, um, France, Sicily and, and Greece for my, a big celebration on a boat oh. in Greece. So it was bloody awesome, mate. It's, it's lovely to be away, some warm weather. But back to the grind now, mate. Back to talking to sport, which I'm pretty excited about. Yeah, yeah, you know, and it's it's been so long since you've been to Europe as well, you know. <laughs> it's like you haven't even been there in such a long time, you know. It's not like you went to Monaco yeah, a couple no, of months yeah. ago or sat on a yacht hanging out with Robbie Williams and whatnot. But that's fine, mate. You live a real tough life. Get back to the hard life it is. <laughs> <laughs> but no, happy birthday, you, mate. Uh, actually, no, I'm no, I'm not giving you a happy okay. birthday. Screw okay. you. Yeah, I'm, we're going to wait until it's your actual oh, birthday. <laughs> I'm not going to fall into this white girl birthday month garbage. <laughs> so uh, we got a lot to talk about. Big shake-up in the tennis world. Is the changing of guard happening in front of us? Uh, the Matildas kicked off. Uh, with their friendly on Friday night. We've got a lot happening uh, to talk about, especially the women's ashes as well, the next ODI is on. So let's just get into it. Someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age, any fitness, at any time. More than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute. And sadly, in Australia, around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive. But now you can increase your chances of survival with CellAid, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a CellAid. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your CellAid at CellAid.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Hello everyone, H.C. Nelson here, and guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look at this dream come true. That's not right, it's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app. Let's kick off with what I think is the biggest story in the world of sport this morning. Let's talk Wimbledon, okay? The 2023 Wimbledon, the ladies' final, also a shake-up as well. Marketa Vandrosa. Uh, she won the first ever ma- her maiden Grand Slam in Wimbledon, unseeded to go through to win the Wimbledon final. Absolutely spectacular scenes for her to win that one. Also, the Wimbledon crowd was probably the story in there, yeah. Shane. I don't know if you saw this, but uh, having a little bit of a having a little bit of a shit stir throughout that match as well. And then the officials doing the whole Wimbledon thing. Players were kicked mm. off court at the beginning because they broke protocol. I know it's annoying to most, but do you love the kind of regalness, <laughs> like hoity-toity nature of Wimbledon. Like, I really I like it. I love the pomp and ceremony. It's, um, I'd say <laughs> the only good thing about coming back from Europe and having jet lag is that I stayed up and watched both these matches with, with contrary oh. ease. <laughs> I, was, I was wide awake That's at awesome. three in the morning. So um, well, let's start with, with the women's first. Marketa Von Der Rosa winning her first ever 
Well, she's only ever played. She's played at Wimbledon twice and won one match. <laughs> and she's gone mm. on. She's the um, the lowest ranked seed ever in the history of Wimbledon to win uh, a title. Um, and yeah, to beat uh, on Jabir six four six four. Who, you know, I felt for her. She had the weight not only of, of her own expectations on her own shoulders, but the weight of you know all of Africa um, uh, really to mm. win and. Yeah, that's her second um, finals loss in a row, so she'd be bitterly disappointed. It's a rough yeah. one uh, for Yabur, but I think the I think we were saying this last week. It was like it was a, such a fascinating final mm. to have uh, in the Wimbledon's women's draw because they they were both huge yes. stories. Yep. And you know, as soon as Iga got knocked out in the early parts of the finals, it was like, yep. okay, who's going to be the one? to really wrestle this through. And then Rybacknia, she dropped yep. off. And then you were like, what's going to happen mm. here? Uh, for it to be an unseated check is amazing, I think. Uh, so it's a great story in the women's side of the draw. Over on the men's side oh, of the draw, wow. another amazing story. Now, I'm glad you stayed up to watch this because I was trying to. I stayed up. Uh, it was 11 o'clock. I was like, okay, let's strap in. I'm ready to watch this. And I saw Novak just dominate. Mm. Uh, in the beginning, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be pretty pitiful. Uh, and and I'll, I'll be honest, Alcaraz looked all sorts. Yep. Wobbly as in the first set, losing 6-1. I watched the second up until it was about five yep. apiece, um, and I was like, okay, this could be interesting, but I really need to get to bed. Shocking to wake up the next day to find out that Carlos Alcaraz <laughs> has retained world number one, has beaten Novak in... Uh, in the Wimbledon final, has stopped the calendar slam, stopped his mm-hmm. dream to get eight Wimbledons by winning 1-6, uh, 7-6, six, 6-1 six, six, yes. against Novak, 3-6, 6-4 in a four-and-a-half-hour epic on Mate, grass. It, it was amazing. And, look, I, I must say, um, the first set, and I thought, I'm fresh, I'm awake here. <laughs> I want this to go to five for the first time. Mm. Um, you're watching Wimbledon, you want it to go to five late in the morning. But I thought that Alcaraz was not going to win a game at all at one stage. Um, yeah. Was, and and look, 6-1 down. He came back. He had some opportunities in the second set too to really um, serve it out, and he didn't. He went to the tiebreak. Novak's played 13 tiebreaks. I think at Wimbledon never lost one. Um, so he finally loses one there. Mm. And then he came out just guns blazing the third set to win 6-1. Uh, of course, Djokovic turns around in the fourth, winning um, 6-3. And then he... Well, you know it was mm. fascinating? Sorry to just quickly get in there. It really had shades of Novak did, Nadal Australian yep. Open where it was like uh, it, like without the whole Novak out on his feet, but to, but that third set, that kind of, oh, no, here's the, here's the kind of tough part for Novak. Can he kind of get himself out of here? And in years past, you go, well, Novak's going to walk away with his yep. fifth set. You know, but that just wasn't the case, and it was a tight fifth set. Yeah, it, it had shades too of when, when, um, when Roger Federer beat Sampras um, for the first time, and um, it was a change in the guard. It was funny uh, to hear um, Novak's comments post match, and he said, "Look, he was very humble too." He said, "Look, congratulations. He was a better play. He served it out. Some big serves towards the end there." He goes, I thought I'd have trouble with Carlos on clay and hardcourt, but not grass. This is getting serious now. Mm. So, um, and then he broke in, down in tears. So it was, a, it was a tough loss for him. But um, yeah, is this the new king? Possibly. Let's touch on football here. Uh, obviously, the Women's FIFA World Cup is kicking off and the Matildas have given us another strike of confidence 
on Friday when they beat France in their friendly matchup. Things are looking good. Is the juju feeling juju good, mate? Juju is feeling good. Um, and and <laughs> soccer's looking all right as well. I tell you, though, it's, um, I, I, the girls, I think, um, all around the paddock look pretty well balanced. And um, look, we created we, the, the friendly against France last night. We won 1-0. Um, Tony Gustafsson's girls, like, we created a lot of chances, mainly through Caitlin Ford and, and Sam Kerr, as per expected. Um, but it was our sub who came on towards the end, Mary Fowler, and just was clinical to put the 1-0 the win away. And as you said, mate, we go now into the opening match at Olympic Stadium next Thursday to take on Ireland. We're in good form, mate. We're looking good. And look, fingers crossed, we, sh- we should dominate the first game against Ireland and really set up to what should be a really, really good campaign for the girls. I've been um, kind of monitoring some of the talking heads in US yeah. media. Because um, obviously I'm getting geared up for you know when the NFL yes. returns and whatnot, but they're they're very excited about obviously their women's the yep. USA team yep. USA because they're looking to be the first I think it's three back to back women's yes World yep. Cups, yep. I yep. something. Um, and they're obviously a dominating force, but I've been like listening to hear if they mention the Matildas right. because we're not like we're not second in the world or anything like, you know what I mean like we are yeah. uh, to yep. a tenth you know. But we're the host, like we're one of the host mm-hmm. nations. You know, you'd, you'd think we'd get a mention in there. I haven't heard much from people like Colin Cowherd and stuff, who who does talk a bit about the women's football. I mean, they sell, they call it the soccer, okay. no doubt. But um, yeah. I'm interested to see, like, will will people start, you know, saying our name? Mm. Uh, we're going to start getting a mention soon because I mean, we're coming, we are coming up, and we're but, ready. Uh, I, re- I I really really hope so. It's always look. There's always going to be lots of nerves at the start of any World Cup. And um, but it's good to get like a, a I won't say an easy game against Ireland, but it's a game that we should win, which also adds expectations. But we'll wait and see. A really really good start. Um, hopefully we stay injury free and we're, we're we're a decent chance. Mm. And I was right the first time. It is three days. Thursday night is our game yep. against Ireland. It's yep. not on Friday, it. so uh, yep. eight p.m. It's going to be an absolute Boom. epic. So I think yeah, everyone's going to be sitting right in front of the telly eight o'clock Thursday night. Uh, let's touch on the uh, Women's Ashes as well, which is uh, going on. We've got the second ODI taking place. Now, is it sealed up for the Aussies yet? Can you explain exactly yeah. the point system here and how we managed to do it? Yeah, we've, we've retained the Ashes now, mate. Um, after a win last night in the one day, we scored 7 for 282. England could only manage 7 for uh, 279, so we won by three runs. Uh, Elise Perry, who never seems to age, she's uh, she scored 91. Annabelle Sutherland, who's having a fantastic year um, with 50. And Georgia Wareham got 37 not out. Um, the, the girl with my favourite name in world sports, Skyver Brunt, mm. she she uh, she scored 111 not out, but it wasn't enough for the Poms. And, um, Off 99 balls, I'm reading here. Yeah, 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 she smacks them around. And um, it was it was both uh, Alana King and Ash Gardner for the, for the Aussie girls who took six wickets between them, both of 10 overs. So uh, the girls did well. Um, we just have so many options around the paddock, and um, they've just been a really, really good sporting team for a long time now, the Australian women's cricket team. Look, we're going to take a quick break here, but up next we've got to talk what is going on with the Wallabies or oh. the Wobblies uh, and AFL, NRL, where two of my teams managed to get up real big. So we'll chat that next. For most men, there comes a point he has to man up and lose some weight. Most fall over the first hurdle, trying some extreme diet or fitness regime that's simply too hard or unrealistic to keep up. That's why Manshake was created. Packed with protein and low in sugar, it's sure to keep you full throughout the day, not to mention it's only $2.49 a meal. Over half a million Aussie guys have lost weight the Manshake way. 
So join us at themanshake.com.au and get started today. Well, the sorry case of the Wallabies here, Shano. I'm, I'm going to straight up, I've been honest on this podcast all the time. I'm worried about the Wallabies. I'm worried about the Wallabies. I'm worried about the French World Cup. And I can very much see, and I know it's going to be blasted. It's like, yeah, I'm patriotic. You know, go for the Wallabies. Bro. Whatever. Shut up. We could possibly, I know this sounds too far-fetched, but there is there a possibility we could not make it out of the pool stages the way we're playing right now? I mean, Wales is not a walkover. And Fiji can surprise us. Could surprise us, man. They're up yeah. and up. Yeah, well, we've played two games now under Eddie Jones, the second coming of Eddie Jones, Jones that is. Mm. Um, and, look, we should have won this game against Argentina. We lost 34-31. Um, when, uh, was it Mark... I'll get his, try to get his name right. Now, Wakam Wakamweezy, whatever his name is. I don't know, that's it. Yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> the 95-metre try um, with five minutes to go, we thought we had the game sealed. But once again, just the number of errors that the Wallabies make um, and the, the Pumas pushed over to win. But, mate, we haven't won a game under, under Eddie, as I said. We had a massive... Yeah, this is the second against, coming. Eddie's shooting blanks right. right now, I'll tell you that's what. That's right. Well, against South Africa, we lost 43-12. to 12. <laughs> We lost this game against the Pumas. We've now got two games against the All Blacks in the Bledisloe Cup mm. prior to going to France. We could go there under Eddie in his second coming with zero wins. Yeah. That is, that is frightening. And then you're playing probably one of the best teams in the world in yep. France. So, yeah. Yeah. World Cup favourites. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, the Matildas, I say. Yeah. Let's look at <laughs> AFL uh, from across the weekend. few interesting results, to say the least, uh, and uh, one that really shook up the top of the table, mate. Mm. So, uh, first off, let's talk about your Swannies, right? Yes, I got a win on beauty. Thursday before the weekend. Uh, you're finally in the winning circle. I said on Friday's episode, I was like, it's a shame Shana's not here to enjoy the uh, the wonderful two-point victory over the Bulldogs. And I was like, you know, I'm probably not going to be too happy over the weekend. But surprise to me, yes. I am pretty happy over the weekend. Carlton with one of the upsets of this season. They, they, they played so well too. <laughs> yeah. It was um, Port, Port Adelaide coming for a 13-game winning streak. Um, yeah. And to win, and look, look, they had a lot of guys out. Let, let's let's park that. But they won 18, 14, 122 to 10, 12, 72. Dominant. They lost Harry Mackay too early doors with a, with a knee injury. But it was Jack mm. Silvani, Jesse um, Motlop, and and Charlie Kerno that combined in between the three of them they kicked eleven goals. So Carlton mm. now sitting tenth, but there's still a chance yeah. to, to make. Um, the eight, uh, definitely. Um, put it- oh, look, we're, we're, we're two points off six. Yeah. When you think yeah. that St Kilda, Dogs, Essendon, GWS are all on 36 points yep. and us and Richmond are on 34. So, yes, we are a chance. Yeah. Um, I thought we were playing Collingwood next week, but we're actually uh, – this weekend, but we're actually playing them the week yeah, after. Yep. Got West Coast, which is what you want after you've just, yes. you know, beaten the top of the table – one of the – well – Shared top of the table in Port Adelaide. You want to go and play West Coast to feel good about yourselves. Um, so hopefully I don't manage to cock that up. But I am talking about Carlton, so watch them go and get they're the ones that don't lose. Two hundred, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But uh, then they're taking on Collingwood. How's this? Could Carlton provide the biggest shake-up in the top of the table ever by yep. beating Collingwood as well? Because <laughs> they've in- inadvertently helped Collingwood become yeah. 
clear on the top of the table, which wouldn't be great to the fan base. Well, the Pies sit on 60 points uh, and Port Adelaide on 56. Yeah, and you're right, they're, they're clear now. Um, look, yeah, they've they still got some work to do. Talk, talk about the, the, the Swans before too. They're, they're saying that we're still a chance of making the eight. Well, we're 14th. Um, I, yeah. I can't see that happening, but uh, it, it, it was a positive performance by them nonetheless. You're 14th and you've got to play Frio, Essendon, yeah. GWS, Gold Coast, Adelaide, Melbourne. That's who you've got coming up. Carlton, who are two points out of the eight right now, mm-hmm. have got to play West Coast. Colin- well, actually, we don't have a good run either when you think West Coast, but then it's Collingwood, St Kilda, Melbourne. Yep. All top. And then Gold Coast, GWS yep. at the end. Yep. So that could be. Yeah, could, yeah. Well, GWS are <laughs> ahead of the Swans. I think they're, they're, what are they, 11th or something? So um, anyway, it's, it's, it's going to be an interesting mm-hmm. run home, as always it is in the AFL. Yeah, 100%. Now, let's quickly on the NRL as well. I would be amiss not to completely brag about this one, but uh, the Sharks, they had three rounds of playing bully ball, putting on (laughs) anywhere between 36 and 50 points on their opposition as they took on the Bulldogs, the Dragons, the Tigers, and many would have thought that the top eight team that they would finally manage to break their hoodoo on would be the Warriors at home in New Zealand. But Sean Johnson, Luke Metcalf, Aiden Fanua Blake, who scored a try, they said not today. They pumped the Sharks. Are the Warriors a legitimate contender? Well, if they play like that, they are. Um, 44-12. Well, Sean Johnson needs to have another child every week and get re-signed every week because he he played (laughs) out of his skin. Three try assists, five goals. Um, had his second uh, child, a little, little girl, so congratulations to him. Um, but, yeah, he really was up for the occasion and uh, he needs to somehow find that sort of energy from some other format, whether it's another child or, um, or a re-signing. But uh, amazing work from him and the Warriors. They looked really good. Mate, you know what's crazy oh, um, for the Warriors? So for the Sharkies, it was kind of like ghosts of halves past and what mm. could have been because Luke Metcalf was in their system, came over to New Zealand and obviously SJ played for a bit. Uh, with the Sharkies before coming back to New Zealand as well. This, like, you've just got to give, you're giving, um, surely coach of the year, surely yeah. coach of the year has to go to Webster. Like, this is a phenomenal job he's done with this Warriors side. That, it, And I'll give you something interesting here, and it's, you know, it's a bit on, but you look at the table yep. right now, it's Panthers and Broncos yep. on 30, Storm on yep. 28, Raiders on 28, Warriors on mm-hmm. 26. Yep. Right? The Warriors play the Raiders next week. There you go. If the Warriors play the Raiders, I reckon. Right. If the if the Warriors can beat the Raiders and somehow the Storm get upset by the Knights, which isn't completely out of the out of the odds, the Warriors could be sitting in third position. Yeah. Um, beat the Raiders are in the four. Uh, Storm get beat, they're in third because at the moment they have uh, a better points differential than the two teams above them. And almost as much as the Broncos ahead of them there. Like, this is a run home that the Warriors haven't seen in quite some time. It's the first time they've they'll pro- they've secured finals pretty much, which is, I think, the first time in nearly 12, second time yeah. in 12 years or something. It's been a long time of not that very good success. This is a Warriors side that's looking pretty handy. They pumped the Raiders last time they saw them. Raiders will be looking for revenge. That's going to be a great game next week. In the other matches, it was pretty... Interesting stuff over the weekend. Obviously, the Broncos beating up on the mm. Bulldogs, who got a few tries into it towards the end. Storm getting up over the Roosters, who are a sorry oh, case what? of a football Gee, team right now. Oh, my God. They are one. I would say they're one of the worst teams in the competition. Mate, they're just... Like, clearly, it's, it's hard to say who is the fourth worst team. When you go Bulldogs, <laughs> Tigers, Dragons, who's battling it out for, you know, if, if there's a wooden spoon for the end, those three can just oh, have yeah. it. 
Um, is there like a is there like a middle level, like a plastic spoon? Well, yeah, <laughs> like, but they don't use those over in the eastern suburbs. But they might be <laughs> one might be coming their way pretty soon, I reckon. Because I think it's got to be it's got to be out there with the Roosters and maybe even Manly, who also had a they actually held it together a little bit against the Cowboys for mm. a bit there. But um, Eels getting up in a close great, one against the Titans' chest. Yeah, it was a great game of footy, but God, the Titans yep. could have really shot themselves in the foot in some of that game. And Panthers getting up over a bit of a scare from the Dolphins in the first half. So, buy round footy is now over, though, ladies and gentlemen. Thank God. So now it is full schedules until the end of the year, and we are racing home. For what's been a bloody good season of rugby league, I tell you what. So there's going to be some. Oh, mate, what a, what a weekend of sport, eh? That's it for Afternoon Sport today. Make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. But before we go, a big thank you to our sponsors, Shane. Thanks to our sponsors, Cell AED, mate, the world's smallest defibrillator. We will be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Hello, everyone. H.C. Nelson here. And guess what? I'm on fire up this week. Look at this dream come true. That's not right. It's a nightmare. It's a fucking nightmare. Find Fire Up on any podcast app.